They go out on the boats, and this is honestly probably one of my favorite action scenes in the entire trilogy. Oh, it's so good, dude. It's, a, it's more of a small-scale battle, but it's basically the Fellowship um, against this massive orc pack. And it's a great fight in the forest. Everything is done practically, and yeah. it looks incredible. Um, yeah, and there's, you know, yeah. this is one thing that's great. The costume design is amazing. Oh, it's one of those movies that, honestly, just due to how well the, the costumes are done, it's one thing that The Hobbit, The Hobbit will age. Yo, welcome back to the Way Podcast. We have Beck joining us once again. Oh, for episode and 19. Episode 19, yeah. At least recorded episode 19. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see how the order works out, yeah. but this is the plan for this one. So, by well, the time this has come out, the Hobbit review episode um, has come out. And this is going to be a continuation of that review series. Just a lot of... Tolkien this week. I started The Hobbit on yeah. Sunday, watched Desolation of Smog Tuesday, <laughs> watched, uh, no, no, sorry, started Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, watched the three Hobbit movies, recorded the episodes with Sudgeon, Thursday, watched The Fellowship of the Ring, Friday, watched was The Two Towers, and then Return of the King. <laughs> last night, I watched Return of the King, so. Yeah, so Beck has been studying real hard for this test, so, <laughs> yeah, so today we're going to be talking about Lord of the Rings. Um, one of my favorite, if not my favorite trilogy, you know, grew up watching it, talked about it last time. And yeah, we're going to continue on from The Hobbit. I will say, to close off our movie trilogy of episodes we've done recently, this is going to be a good one, and I, and those movies, really good movies. They're really good movies. Like, yeah, phenomenal. If you haven't seen them already, disclaimer before we start. You should just watch them. Yeah. They hold up really well. It's because a lot of the effects in it, like all the scenes, they're done practically. So yeah. it's, it's not, not all CGI, CGI like yeah. the wraiths, Harry Potter. Yeah. If they're made, <laughs> if the wraiths were made today, they would have been CGI, I believe. I don't yeah. think they would have thrown like the cuts. Yeah. So Oof. we can start from the first, we'll start from the first movie. Um, the Fellowship of the Ring lays the foundation for the rest of the films. So we start out, you know, just a quick recap. We start out in the Shire with Frodo. You get, if you watch the extended version, you get more of a backstory on the hobbits themselves. You know, um, interesting people. That's the whole, Tolkien's whole vibe, you know, de describing different races and, you know, creating whole separate people. And you kind of get that with the beginning of The Lord of the Rings um, and The Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, and then... It's, I mean, you want you want to continue with the the recap of it. Yeah. You watched it most recently, so so basically, yeah. here's how the movie starts. Uh, picking up where we left off, Bilbo Baggins still has the ring. Yeah. And um, what happens is is uh, the movie moves on. They start to move forward, and then as the darkness of Sauron and his forces start to move forward, uh, Gandalf, along with Saruman and a couple other people. Uh, realized that Bilbo this entire time had the ring of power, the ring that to rule the one ring to rule them all. Yes. And so he tells Bilbo, like, look, you need to go on this quest. Like, someone needs to destroy the ring. We need to destroy it. Yeah. Um, and Bilbo basically says, like, I can't do it anymore. So he gives it to Frodo. Frodo yeah. takes the ring, and just speeding things along here goes with Samwise Gamgee, who overhears everything. Yeah. Gandalf. Um. And two of his hobbit friends, and they go to go on this quest and adventure. Uh, Gandalf originally is going to go help them get to this elven city of Rivendell, but is uh, betrayed by Saruman, who joins forces with Sauron. Who joins forces with Sauron? 
And then, so they are forced to go to uh, the city of Bree by themselves, the hobbits. Yep. Well, they are hunted down by the Nazgul in what is an incredible sequence. Just so yeah. good. Yeah, so just, um, so we have that beginning part of them oh. when you learn about like the whole ring. Um, which is a cool scene, especially because that movie was the first of any of the Tolkien universe to be released. They gave you a good basis of what what's going on with the ring, right? The continuity is it's actually incredible how like how well the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings everything just lines up perfectly. Yeah, that's one thing that they really did well. Like they they weren't really faithful to the to the book as much in the Hobbit, but it worked really well to transition in, into the the next films. Mm -hmm. um, and with that, you know, you see Bilbo at the beginning. He's a little um, mysterious, you know. He's he's talking about like yeah. I have to go. I, I it's my time is up now. And then Frodo's yeah. like, "What are you talking about?" And then the whole thing at his party, he disappears uh -huh. at his eleven eleven first birthday or whatever. Yeah, it's actually something interesting because they talk about how old he is, and you realize when you're watching it, the ring is what's prolonging his life. Yeah. And when he when eventually the fellow uh, when Bilbo and all them. Uh, meet him at Rivendale. He's aged quite a bit. And yeah, the, the effects has, yeah. have slowly worn off on him. Yeah, and you know, once they they hop in the adventure, Gandalf. It's like a whole. The one thing I love about the Fellowship of the Ring. There's so like, the inciting incident is such. It creates such like disarray. Like everyone, there's no coherency with anyone that's going on in Middle Earth. Like it's like everyone's like something is being revealed and slowly building. You know, throughout the entire movie. Yeah. No, that that first movie, the scene, the the pacing of it's perfect. It, they pack a lot into that movie, and yeah. it's a really tight script. And you know, you see, they go, you know, Hobbit Shire moves on through the Nazgul scene. They go to Bree, meet up with uh, Aragorn, Viggo Mortensen. I think yeah. that's his last name. Uh, they meet up with him. They go off into the uh, the forest. The Frodo gets stabbed by who we later find out as the Witch King Angmar. Yeah, they're and, ambushed at. Yeah. Um... Awesome scene again. Yeah, incredible. I mean, the Nazgul are probably the best of like the side characters that have no real personality. Like yeah. of all the villains that you don't really learn about, they're just so cool in their whole like personality. Yeah, like they're just sick. yeah. So um, where were we? We were talking about the Nazgul. Yeah, yeah. So you know, the Nazgul are really like it's it's. The difficulty when you're trying to create a villain in a movie that's actually more, not even just more, just like you actually are kind of intimidated by them and almost scared of them, right? You're actually creating a reason for them to be villainous, you know? Like the the problem with, I felt with The Hobbit was Azog, you know, he was all right. Like he did his purpose, but he wasn't as impactful as even the people that had no speaking you know, the Nazgul said, like, a solid five words the entire trilogy, except for the Witch King, which yeah. he actually talks at the end. But, um, yeah, like, in the first movie, they do a really good job of this mysterious figure that they don't know anything about chasing him while they're on this journey. And I like how each movie, especially The Fellowship, has a really cool theme of the journey, you know? Yeah, no. Which, The Hobbit had a lot of a, feel, a similar feel to that, right? That was the original yeah. idea did but at the same time i think skipping ahead a little bit here once they get everyone together once you get legolas um gimli and aragorn and then at boromir i guess yeah and all the hobbits they go on their journey it feels a lot more like an adventure with the environments they go through the places they go yeah. through, the different groups and types of people they meet because it's one thing that um 
I found the Hobbit well, it was good. They really only interact with the dwarves, the elves, the humans, and the orcs. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Within the Lord of the Rings, you see... Oh, sorry, the Druid also in the Shape Changer. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you really don't meet a lot of the other um, exceptional characters from Middle-earth. Yeah. Um, like, you know, when they go down and they have to find the Goblin Hive. I know they were in the Hobbit, but they go down the Goblin Hive in the yeah. Mines of Moria. They fight the Balrog. Well, not I mean, fight... Yeah, the, that's like... Okay, so that's getting closer to the end. Well, yeah. Why don't, why don't we go a little bit more chronologically? How okay. about that? Yeah. So, well, I, I know, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it's such a sick it's scene. It's such a cool scene. Yeah. So, where were we? are at the point... Sort Why of, don't we start from where we're at, Bree? Yeah, right? Bree, yeah. So, um, so the Hobbit gang is being chased by oh, the Nazgul. They arrive to Bree, a town of men on the edge of the Shire, mm-hmm. and they walk out. I like how. Do you notice that Peter Jackson was actually in Bree? I don't know what he looks like. Yeah, he was the first guy. You know when they walk in, the guy in the carrot. I don't know if you remember. Like, Probably. there was some random. He was there for some random cameo, but he shows up eating a carrot. Mm-hmm. Um, you got all these massive men, tiny little hobbits. They're you no, know, they feel out of place. And this is where they they enter the prancing pony, waiting for Gandalf. And Gandalf, at this point, as we know the audience, he is gone to seek Saruman's um, support. counsel right? and been, support. Yeah, captured. Yeah, and he's been captured and betrayed by Saruman, put at the top of the. Uh, Tower of Orthanc in Isengard. Yeah, I did not know the name of Tower. Yeah, you obviously do. And you know, I like the whole duality where they're waiting for him, right? And you just you see him being defeated, and they're just you know they're just super stressed out in a foreign area. You know, Pippin is um, one of the cousins of uh, Frodo, who is you know he's part of the gang, revealing a little bit too much information. Frodo gets real stressed out, and he goes to tell Pippin, no, don't say that, don't, stop talking about me, and then the ring ring finds his finger, flies out of his pocket, lands perfectly, disappears. But he doesn't disappear, he enters a different world, the Ringwraith world, where only the Ringwraiths can see him. And Sauron. And Sauron. And this is what's, what brings the Nazgul to Bree. They, they feel the power of the ring being used. And the Nazgul locate him and start tracking them down. At this point, you're introduced to Strider. You see Strider, um, you know, just eyeing them in the corner. People mm-hmm. are kind of confused about him. Don't know what he's about. And then he pulls Frodo into another room after he takes the ring off. And says, basically reveals who he is. Yeah. Um, and then they're kind of this ragtag crew. They realize, you know, we should probably stick with this guy. He knows, he knows the Nazgul are coming for them. Then the Nazgul show up, which was a great scene. Oh, the scene in the watchtower? Or no, sorry, the scene in the town where they go stab. Yeah, yeah where, they, they, where they go... The, so the Nazgul, they, they have a scene where there's a bunch of beds. Um, and they make it seem like all the hobbits are sleeping in them, right? Plunge the sword. Yeah, the they slowly walk in creepily with their metal... Um, their metal shoes. For, for, uh, metal yes. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, you know, jagged blades covered in their black cloak. And then they proceed to stab the crap out of the bed. <laughs> and all the hobbits wake up, but you realize then that they're in Aragorn's room and they're, you know, they're all safe. But it was just a great scene of... Oof. And I mean, the music, the scoring in Lord of the Rings is just perfect. You know, Howard Shore did, is an amazing... He does an amazing job. That's one thing that's very common throughout all the films. Even in The Hobbit, the music is just... It's just perfect. Mm-hmm. And... 
So after that, they set out in the morning and they head to Rivendell, where Aragorn grew up. And Aragorn, you don't really know much, actually that much more other than, you know, he's some guy just trying to help them, a ranger from the north trying to help them. They travel through the forest, you know, a lot of whimsical fun stuff, um, bringing back that sense of adventure. And then... Well, no, they get hunted down by the Nazgul and... and uh, in the forest, Yeah, right? and Arwen comes and rescues them and, and brings them along because Frodo gets stabbed by Oh, yeah, the they, they take up they take up yeah. a refuge in this abandoned tower. Yeah, the watchtower. Yeah, which is that scene where they all they see all the Nazgul coming down from the like from the plains up in which was a great scene. And this is the first time you ever see the hobbits actually have to defend themselves. So, Strider is nowhere to be found. He's gone out to search for food. And then the Nazgul ambush them. They're surrounded in the tower. All all nine come around him. And, you know, these small little hobbits have to defend themselves against these undead kings. Yeah. And This is actually when he puts on the ring also. Yeah, and then Frodo realizes, you know, like, what are we going to do? Gim uh, Samwise gets wrecked. He's like, oh, then he just throws, they literally just pick him up, throw him out of yeah. there. And then, and then, you know, he's like, don't worry, they won't find me, I'll put my ring on. But he does not know that the Nazgul can see him. Though then the Witch King comes forward, pulls out his Morgul blade, stabs him into the shoulder, yeah. piercing him with um, an infectious necrotic poison. Energy, I yeah, guess, so I don't know, well. like something that's making him decay yeah, and become one of them. Yeah, and thankfully, good old Strider shows up with fire. <laughs> he comes with a torch, which is. Like, I mean, this just shows how Aragorn is somehow, he's overpowered. This guy comes in, sword, and a torch just wrecks all these Nazgul. Yeah. Um, and now Frodo is dying from his wounds. And they're, they're trying to rush to Rivendell. They try to find some sort of weed to help heal him. Um, what, I thought, what I thought was also cool, when they, when they went to that place where the hobbits actually um, were captured in... Um, Sorry, the hobbits. The the dwarves are captured by the trolls and they're returned to stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That no, was a cool continuity cool. there. Yeah, that was a good scene. Um, uh, I know. Yeah. We could spend an easy episode on each movie now that I realize it. Yeah. And, you know, they're there. And that's a great scene. You know, it's like, it's always so distraught. They're never in a really never, comfortable yeah. spot, you know? They never feel safe, but unlike in the, uh, the Hobbit movies... Like, Azog and his orcs, they just feel like a threat to keep the plot moving. The Nazgul feel like a force of nature in the world. Yeah, they like, be stopped. like, that's their whole thing. And I then know. Azog is, like... It's better. It's... Azog is more... It's less of hunting them. It's more of, like, he's just an army, and he's yeah. eventually gonna... He's more like, um... A kind of Saruman, Sauron character, where he controls yeah. a legion versus a pack that's hunting them down, mm -hmm. you know? For sure. And then you get to the scene, Arwen appears... Searching, he f she feels her presence or whatever. You know, she shows up. Liv Tyler. Yeah. Liv Tyler saves uh, the hop. Liv Tyler saves Frodo and he brings the, yeah, yeah brings him back, which is an awesome scene too. The um, forest chase. I mean, yeah, with see with the water, the river at the end, where the water rushes down. And yeah. Destroys so them. then the Nazgul catch up, of course. Liv Tyler, Arwen has to defend herself, basically ride away from the, the nine Nazgul who pursue her. Yeah. And she reaches a border of Rivendell, and then the power of the elves saves them. Saves them. She uses her power as an elf. She finds water, and then enchants it to some—I don't know—somehow enchants it with her elf powers, and 
wrecks all the um all the Nazgul. I mean, the only time, that was like one of the only times they spoke. He goes, bring the halfling, she-witch or whatever, or she-elf. Yeah. And then, you know, they get wrecked. They end up in Rivendell. And then you finally, they actually finally rest for a bit. Yeah, they meet up with Bilbo. Kind of all the characters we've seen so far meet up. And then uh, what happens is, is they have the humans, the elves, the dwarves. Are all brought to council by Elrond. Yeah, they all come to council, describe this plan, and they make the determination that... Uh, Basically, Frodo, along with the other hobbits he came with, Gandalf, uh, Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn, as a union of all the sort of races of Middle-earth, are going to go to Mordor and destroy the ring. That's the plan. So they do that. A few other small plot things happen, like we're introduced to a few uh, things that become more relevant later, like mm-hmm. Return of the King of the Sword. Uh, but yeah, basically that happens. Yeah. They come They come together, they get their stuff, they leave Rivendale, they go along... Um, they go along now. Their options are: is they're, they're, they can either go to Rohan and yeah. through the mountain pass there, or they can go up along the mountains to the mines of Moria, um, which they determine that Rohan isn't an option because Saruman and his army at Isengard would be are too, too much. close. Yeah. So they go up the mountains. Saruman uses his magic powers to stop them from just taking the mountain and instead go into the mines of Moria. And this is a great. Uh, this is like Act Three, I think. This is Act Three of the movie. Yeah. So. You know, Act 1 was building, you know, sending the, you know, setting the pace, them reaching Rivendell. Yeah. Act 2 was kind of short, actually. Yeah. It was basically them at Rivendell, or maybe when they met Strider and that, then on. But yeah, yeah, that was a short act. I liked that in the second act, they had a break. One thing that's good about Lord of the Rings, it's not full of action. It's full of content. There's a lot of good content in there. But there's Again. good breaks between action where it's not... Like, okay, this is just, like, people cutting heads off the entire time, you know? No, uh, and, again, getting through here, basically what happens is they go into the mines, the dwarves have all been killed, you find out there's a lot of goblins inside the mines who have taken over, Yep. then you go through, we all learn as the audience that Gandalf knows that, um, some dark force has been awakened down there by the dwarves, yep. they go through... Point is, one of the hobbits wakes up the goblin hive. There's a huge fight that Pippin, ensues. Pippin, you know, Pippin just screws oh, yeah. everything up all the time. Pippin, Pippin awakens the goblin hive. Huge, great action sequence. Oh, man, when they're fighting the in Balin's tomb. Yeah. Also, another callback to the hobbit. Yeah. Um, if you have seen the hobbit, Balin, Thorin's right-hand man, became the king of Moria after they reclaimed, um, the, they reclaimed the mines. And then we learn later that Balin had passed, which is Gimli's uncle. Yeah. And, you know, which is a nice call, because apparently they're saying, like, that, you know, the dwarf holding the the thing was supposed to be one of the other dwarves in the company, which is, like, you know, it's a side thing, but it's yeah. kind of cool. Um, and another thing, they add that sense of adventure after, like, the initial scene where they're attacked by that octopus creature to make them go into the mines of Moria, which was a great scene. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, there hasn't been a lot of action. There's been a lot of character development and, you know, dramatic, yeah, like dramatic talks, learning about the history. It's like, now here comes the action. Yeah, and after that, it's basically nonstop. They go in there and they wake in the Balrog. The Balrog shows up and just starts killing everyone. Yeah. And this is where Gandalf makes his sacrifice and says, run you you fools. Run you fools. You shall not pass. Yeah, you shall not pass. So basically, he knocks the Balrog into the depths of Moria. The Balrog grabs him with his flame whip, pulls him down. We all think Gandalf is dead, or we're supposed yeah, to. And then, you know, everyone's distraught, you know. They leave. They they run they run out, and then you see the, you know, everyone weeping, 
because they believe Gandalf has fallen to his doom. And now, now they they need to travel further. Yeah. Further south, they're going to Lothlorien, the basically where Galadriel and the High Elves are. Mm-hmm. So, um, they reach that point, and that's another cool thing where they, like, they finally reach the forest, and then you learn about, and now they have another break, right? They, it's 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 so like. Uh, that's only the pacing is so good in the movie like it's perfect they there's a lot that goes on in the movies but it doesn't feel like any of the time is wasted yeah this because i mean the books are hundreds and hundreds like the the first book has like almost two hundred thousand words or something in it like it's ridiculous and they have more than enough content to make a long-ass movie about it and you know there's even a scene i don't know if you watch the extended but um i mean you didn't have time i had a day yeah i had had a day for each movie so no uh, yeah, but for the, I mean, they had a little scene where they're, where you learn basically Aragorn can actually convene and speak with the elves very, like, he's very connected to them. There's a scene where they're all waiting in the trees after they return. And, you know, he's talking to them and then you see, you know that scene where he, he's flashing, where Galadriel, like, flashes him the future? Mm-hmm. That scene is actually the extended version. There's a, there's a scene before that where... They're all looking at Frodo and everyone's kind of like, I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. You don't trust me. And it's a really, you see the fellowship breaking at that point. Meanwhile, as they reach the forest, Saruman has um, created this orc goblin mutant known as the Urukai. And he sets this Urukai pack after the halflings. Yeah. And then they have, oh, what's his name? Oh, I forget the guy's name. The, um... The leader, like the guy with the long hair, they don't actually. They don't say his name. I don't think they gave him a name, but he's he's like the leader yeah, of the of the, the gang. <laughs> yeah. So they go into the forest. After yeah, they're they, basically yeah. super powered orcs. So yeah, they're they're orcs on that have drank a few protein shakes. Yeah, they're dieseled. Yeah, as they, diesel. I was one would say. Uh no. So what happens is they do the whole thing with the high elves. Frodo is given a few extra items that along his journey. Then they go out on the boats and this is honestly probably one of my favorite action scenes in the entire trilogy. Oh, it's so good, dude. It's a it's more of a small scale battle, but it's basically the fellowship um against this massive orc pack. And it's a great fight in the forest. Everything is done practically yeah. and it looks incredible. Um, yeah, and there's, you know, yeah. this is one thing that's great. The costume design is amazing. Oh, it's one of those movies that honestly it just due to how well the the costumes are done. It's one thing that the Hobbit, the Hobbit will age poorly because yeah so i mean because CGI. cgi is gonna yeah. get better and better and it's gonna look faker and faker. but you can never ever you know you can just get a better computer chip and make cgi look better yeah. you can never get a better costume you, as that yeah. at, at that level unless you get a better artist but there are not many better artists than uh, yeah the yeah. costume designers on lord of the rings i yeah. mean that scene and then this is like this is a, just a great part of the of the <sighs> book you know you see everything breaking down i mean the relationship between Boromir and Frodo, you see it breaking down as they travel through um, Moria well before. And there's lots of hints of, you know, the Fellowship being weakened. Yeah. And which is weird, you know, an adventure movie is all about, you know, the struggles, but then the usually the group comes back together at the end to solve something. But there's a big difference in this. After this huge battle sequence, you have everyone basically fighting on their own. Well, a little like, bit. Uh, at a little the beginning, bit. Frodo ventures off. 
Um, Boromir and him get into a fight where Boromir tries to take the yeah, ring. Yeah, Boromir, I mean, he basically fulfills his ancestor's prophecy of, you know, being enchanted by the ring. That's one thing that's a reoccurring theme is that men are weak. They're yeah. weak to worldly desires and the ring will overpower them. Same thing with Boromir when we learn about the the creation of the ring, Isildur. Um, they called it Isildur's bane, bane of his existence. He couldn't destroy the ring. And, you know, you see a scene where he's killed, hunted down with the orcs, and he's, you know, the ring is lost. Uh, lost. Uh, and then eventually found a golem, Smeagol. which is later. Yeah, Smeagol. Yeah, we, we learn about that in, like, multiple movies later. I think but, it's at the beginning of the third movie. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, amazing sequence. You have Boromir with um, Frodo at the same time. The, the Urukai are catching up. They're basically there in the forest with them. Legolas sense something is wrong and that they're there. It's basically foreshadowing that the, they're gonna attack. Yeah And then um, so the Urukai start to infiltrate the their area and um, Aragorn is looking for Frodo now. Yeah, then Frodo is you know, he puts the ring on he runs away from Boromir Boromir is all distraught and then He ends up at this old like little castle area small area and then Aragorn finds him, and he's saying... He We're... resists the ring. Which is the sickest... It's such a good scene. It's such a good Aragorn scene. Aragorn realizes that there's something wrong, right? He's like, where is Frodo? He finds Frodo. He sees the ring is in his hand. And he said, will you take it from me? Will you take it? Yeah. Because he feels like he can't handle his burden. Then Aragorn, you see him approach him slowly. He gives him this kind of look. Um, and... It looks like he's gonna take the ring from him, but then he instead closes his palm and tells him, "This is your burden. This is your burden to bear. I can only help you so far." And then they both have an understanding that we're no longer going to be working together. We're not going to be together for a while. And then he sees his blade light up, and the orc pack arrives. Oh. Aragorn walks out in front. There's a I don't know what a hundred yeah, orcai. There's a lot of them. I don't know how many like how many costumes they had to make for that. First of all, there's like a hundred perfectly crafted Orakai costumes. These like super jack guys with all these swords and stuff. It's just Aragorn against them at this point. Aragorn, Frodo dips. Yeah. He's running away. Then basically everyone kind of gets involved in the fight. Right. It's an amazing battle sequence. Really well shot. Yeah. Big thing is, is Boromir dies with honor, saving Pippin and Merry, and yeah. then, uh, they get captured because the Orakai think that. They're the halflings that have the yeah. ring. So basically, the movie ends with Frodo and Sam... Uh, venturing leaving, off together. Yeah, venturing off to go to Mordor, and then everyone else goes off to get the yeah. hobbits back. Yeah, and Pippin, yeah, Pippin and Merry are taken by the Urukai to um, Isengard. Then the troop of the man, elf, and um, dwarf band together to go hunt down the pack and track... Um, uh, and uh, get the hobbits. Uh, the hobbits back. So... That's the and that's where the first movie ends. As you can see, there was a lot that we went. Yeah, over that was there. like 20, 30 minutes already. But we'll, we'll it's gonna be a long episode. Yeah, it's gonna be a long episode. But um, might be even two parter. Uh, it might be, man. We, we, we have to drop one at one point and then one on the same, two episodes on the same day. Hey, man, extended version. Hey, we can we can stretch this out to be episode twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Nineteen and twenty. Yeah, man. The double header. Um, yeah. So that's the end of the first one. Great movie, um, just 
just so good. Like, it's such a good movie, man. It's, it is perfect. It's shot well. Each of the characters has acted really well. The acting is on point. The the set design, the costume design. I mean, yeah, and they filmed it in New Zealand. Oh. Beautiful landscape. That's something that um, the Hobbit missed. The Hobbit had a few shots like that. Yeah, but they not didn't. As many. Yeah, they didn't have the beautiful, realistic, actual landscape yeah. of a land that may look like Middle Earth. You know, I mountainous, know. open plains. It's the sort of shots that in those movies where you sit down and you're like, "Let's go to New Zealand." Like, yeah, I know. It's, it's beautiful. Wonderful. I don't know. Yeah, just. Yeah. so good and then we move on to the second film the two towers the two towers i keep thinking the twin towers i know i used to think of the twin towers too i know i know and so this okay first of all the second movie is so good in the sense that there's it just picks up it, yeah it's it's, it's like, like a new episode there's a there's a, se- there's a quote from gandalf right after they get out get out of the mountain you know uh-huh. out of the frying pan and into the fire right that's literally the second movie i know so the second movie basically focuses on, actually, doubling back for a moment, we sort of focused on the last episode talking about how uh, Tolkien's works focused on one key part of Middle Earth. Yeah. Uh, the Hobbit was about the dwarves. The first book, I don't remember what it's called, the uh, Sil- uh, Silmarillion. The Silmarillion is like focused elves. on the elves, and the Lord of the Rings is focused on man. And this is kind of where we really see that picked up and move forward. With um, this that movie focuses on. Uh, Saruman and his army versus Rohan. The, the human forces in Rohan, the kingdom of Rohan. Yeah, which are like, how does that, how does the second one start again? I so guess. the second one begins. The first opening shot is a, again, it cuts the dream Frodo is having where Gandalf is being dragged through the mine through the depths. Oh, of the that is so with good. the Balrog fighting him oh in midair God. before crashing into a lake, and that's where the movie starts. It then cuts to that was a great scene too. Moving along. Yeah. So then it cuts to Aragorn, um, Legolas, and Gimli moving across the fields tracking the orc pack. Um, again, just showing off that beautiful New Zealand landscape. Yeah, wide it's, open plains, mountains in the background. Yeah, yeah, just running around. It's really nice. Yeah. So basically, they go around for that like for a few minutes. They have a couple of scenes with Frodo and Sam developing character, being just kind of talk about what they're going through. Then we get to the first part. The orcs come up against the forest. And what happens is... Ooh, yeah, this is a good part. orcs are debating if they should eat Sam or Pippin, and then the leader, the Orakai, basically says, no, we're not going to do that. This is Oh, yeah, boss. and they all, what they do, they actually... Oh, yeah. um, on the way, the Urukai meet up with the orcs. That's why. There's a there's a battle. Basically, yeah. Urukai are some mutant form of goblins that are just steroided up, and then orcs are like the regular people, you know? Yeah. Regular people. So, what happens is, is basically they do that, and then at night time, you see a bunch of human riders come in, and they just... Slaughter. Kill just all the orcs. All the, the orc- Urukai and the orcs. The orcs are fighting amongst themselves, yeah. trying to eat each other. Yeah. So, that happens. Merry and Pippin escape into the forest, and then the humans ride off. It cuts oh, back. sorry, but we don't even... We don't learn that the Merry and Pippin survive no, until later, right? We do. Uh, sort of. You see, you, you're supposed to think they were going to get trampled by a horse, but it's a cutaway shot. So. Yeah, they cut away, and then, you know... That was a good scene, too, where... It's, it's a great action sequence. It's perfect. It really shows the orcs as orcs, and it's kind of... They're yeah. all gross it gives, and disgusting. It gives them all a personality, uh-huh. you know? Um, which I also liked about the second one. They kind of gave sure. orcs personality, which is kind of funny. But also, the scene where they're trying to figure out what happened. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what happens is, is after... After this, Aragorn, they meet up with Carl Urban, who, uh, I don't remember his character's name, I just remember he's Carl Urban, who's the actor. Oh, you're talking uh, about the guy, um... The lead of the captain. Oh, what's the captain again? and, like, the lord. Air, it starts with an, it's... 
We're gonna call him Carl Urban because that's what that's you know. I I, I can't not do that. Officer, here I can't search it up though. Yeah, search it up in here. Well, but in the meantime, yeah. So they, oh yeah, before that though, you see a pile of. Oh no, actually not before. No, no. That. The yeah. Aragorn meets up with Carl Urban and his knights, and they basically tell him, "Oh, we went to the camp. There were no hap. We don't. We don't know. We killed everyone, and we left no one alive. We burned the bodies." Yeah. So, the the fellowship shows up at this camp where all the dead bodies are, and they all think he's dead. Uh, they all think they're dead, and then what happens is, is Aragorn uses his ranger tracking skills to determine they went into the forest somewhere. Yeah. Cool scene where he's uncovering the mystery, looking at the body, and then you get flashbacks of what was happening during yeah. the scene. Really well shot. Like, yeah. really creative. Fun fact. There's a point where Viggo Mortensen, uh, who plays Aragorn, oh, yeah, that's kicks good. a helmet, and he starts screaming after... Uh, he's not screaming as a character. He kicked the metal helmet so hard he broke he his broke, foot. Yeah, he broke his foot. Yeah. So, that's why he uh, does that, which is just a little fun fact about the movie. Um, yeah. Aramara, that's his name. Aramara? Yeah. That's it? That's his I name. I literally just opened Google right now. So. Just check, just check. I'm pretty sure it's Aramara. <sighs> okay. But yeah, so basically what happens is that happens. And then after, we cut back to Merry and Pippin. Again, great scene where they're running through the forest being chased down by an orc and then yeah. what happens is as you meet Treebeard who's an ant epic who kills the orc and just eviscerates him I mean yeah it's a giant tree yeah and that's one thing that they really did well they shortened that scene so much because in the book they meet Tom Bombadil which is such a waste of time honestly it's so long I mean he's a whimsical character a side character in Middle Earth that you learn about in other books but they cut that part out which was good and they reduced the the conversation with the ant. So, the ants encounter. They're they're telling. They're saying that Saruman is basically cutting down the forest, burning it. The orcs are polluting these lands, essentially. And then the ants have been there for thousands of thousands of years, and they're trying to protect the forest. And meanwhile, you know, they're saved by Treebeard. Um, what else is happening? Saruman is building up his army at this point, right? Aramur. E Aramur, yeah. yeah. Okay, you were right. Yeah. And yeah, so they're talking, basically, they're, there's a lot of flash, there's flash, flashes between the two, um, groups. groups. And then we get the scene where he's like, we're going to take, he, Treebeard's like, I'm going to take you to the white wizard who we think is Saruman based on what we've been told so far. Yeah. And it turns oh. out to be Gandalf has become the white wizard brought back from the dead to complete his goal because Saruman is no longer a member of the order. I guess. Yeah, he is. Yeah, now. he's no longer the leader of the uh, wizard order. Yeah. And Gandalf. yeah. And then what, how about after that scene? What, how do they get to Rohan? Okay. Well, first we have to talk about Gandalf is being the most badass person in the entire movie. He's like, yeah, if Gandalf says, you know, he explains <laughs> how after fighting the Balrog, he was teleported to some tower out in the mountains where he fought the Balrog with a sword and killed it by himself. And he, he took the power of a lightning. Man's like four. Yeah. Jesus himself gave him the power to just defeat this Balrog. So he defeats the Balrog by throwing it off the side of a mountain after shooting it with a lightning bolt. Such a good line by Sir, Sir Ian McKellen. He's like, um... He's like, I fought that creature till I smote him on the yeah. mountains side. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's, old English. It's so it's such a good line. It's so such a great scene. Gandalf was power leveling one. Yeah, and then he's quick. like, then he's obviously Gandalf was wrecked and he dies. Yeah. And then he basically he's brought back to life by the gods in the universe or something. Yeah. Okay. And then you see him, you know, he has a white beard. He's oh. brought back to fulfill his 
purpose um, as a wizard of Middle-earth. So, yeah, after that happens, um, Aragorn meets up. They, they The Fellowship chases, goes into the forest, and then Gandalf basically says... He reveals himself, yeah. Yeah, he reveals himself to them. At this point, Merry and Pippin have gone off with the Treebeard, though, at this point, so they're kind of separate. Yeah, they're And good. he tells... He tells him, look, the kingdom is mana and Rohan is falling apart. You need to go help them out. So Yeah. Basically, at this point in Middle-earth, most kingdoms of men have fallen to disarray. corruption, disarray, everyone's poor, you know. Except in Gondor. And, Tirith, and Minas Tirith. But, but like, nice. Gondor is pretty, like, they have a tyrannical ruler, you know. You know, we'll, we'll touch on that later. Yeah. But uh, point is, basically, he does that. Again, wonderful scene in the forest, New Zealand landscape. Yeah. They go over to Rohan, the main kingdom of Rohan. And then, uh, and they also introduce with the sickest music ever. Like the oh yeah, the music, the musical theme for each kingdom is really cool. Yeah. yeah. So they do that. They show up. Basically, Gandalf is with them. You you find out that there has been an agent of uh, Sauron was poisoning the king Theoden. Yeah. And in an incredible scene, uh, Gandalf shows up with his staff. And literally forces Sauron's mind out of Theoden yeah. after just destroying the kingdom. Yeah, and you meet also his his uh, niece, her niece. Yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah, and there's a, that somebody died. Oh, they didn't include that actually. What the sun? Okay, so yeah, the they don't, they actually show how the sun dies. Is he killed by the visor? He, no, the the sun is killed. So basically, there's a after the sun was killed. Oh no, it wasn't after? No, no. So he was already mad. Basically, this is an extended version. In the extended version, there's a scene where Aramir, you see it after. This is before they actually meet up with or Aragorn. They do like a flashback scene. Where they're, you know, they have they have him in the bed, right? And then his sister is looking at him and she knows that he's gone. Mm-hmm. And the Aramir flashes back to when they found him in the river. There's a battle sequence. There's thousands of dead bodies orcs everywhere he finds his body and he's like he's still alive you have to save him and then Aramir looks at the orc next to him and he turns him over and it's saruman's hand on the face of the uh, of the face of the orc which uh-huh. means they're troops from Sar- saruman so then that's when they realize that saruman is betrayed them yeah they then return and then you know gandalf and the crew show up they enter rohan they wreck king theoden and they kick the yeah. evil out of him Oh, it's also important to note Carl Urban's character, Eomer, uh, was told by the king's advisor. Oh, yes, king, Grima. Yeah, don't... Wor- First of all, his name is Grima uh, Wormtongue. Yeah. Grima Wormtongue. And he looks like a sickly old dilapidated, like... He yeah. looks like a frog. He looks like a frog. <laughs> if, if a frog was human. Yeah. Um, and basically, he, he tells Carl Urban, you need to leave the kingdom, you're not welcome He's here. banished, along with his men. So he takes his men and goes. A few things happen... And then, Theoden is freed from his um, evil mind control guy. So he does what he thinks is best and decides to take all of his people to Helm's Deep, which is this massive oh, fortress yeah. beside under the mountain. And also, we haven't really talked about Frodo and we'll, we'll Sam. Come, we'll come. How about let's just let's just after we let's go through the Aragorn that storyline, and then we'll come back to the Frodo storyline because there's a lot less to talk about there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Basically, what happens is they go to Helm's Deep. They get all the civilians together. Uh, people think Aragorn's died. He hasn't died. Oh wait, There's no, no, no but we didn't. We didn't talk back. about. We didn't talk about that that battle sequence. Well, well, I'm just, I'm just, you know, we're moving along here. So, their plan is to go to Helm's Deep, which is this fortress. Um, 
Gandalf at this point realizes they don't have the amount of people to, to fight off Sauron's army. So he says, I'm going to go find Carl Urban and his army, which, <laughs> is, which is multiple days away. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to go. I'll meet you guys later. And he says, look to the east um, when, the, when the sun rises for us to be there. Yeah. So everyone's like, okay. They're like, all right, bro, whatever. <laughs> so at this point, uh, Theoden and the rest of the Fellowship, they start making their way over to Helm's Deep. And it's at this the point... The Ancient Fortress. The yeah. Ancient Fortress of Man. It's a... Again, wonderful New Zealand shots throughout the whole way. The acting's, again, on point. Great yeah. scenes. So the whole kingdom of Rohan is moving. And they're ambushed once again by... The Orc Pack with the, the wargs. The with war the wargs. Which was a, an, another great scene. Another great action Lord of the Rings sequence. pacing is should be copied for like other movies, man. No, it should have, because that movie would be three hours long. <laughs> Bro, it's literally sick battle sequence. <laughs> Character building, relax, learn more about the, what's going on. Oh, perfect. Journey, ambushed. I know. So, another great battle sequence on horseback. Aragorn is thought dead after he's thrown off a cliff. Yeah, which is, which is but, funny. It was kind of funny. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of, yeah. Then, so they all go to Helm's Deep. Everyone's like, oh no, Aragorn's dead. What are what we, we going to do? do? But again. Aragorn built their friend. So Liv Tyler comes and brings Aragorn back or yeah. kisses Listen, him from the dream to be, realm. I've, I've seen Lord of the Rings, the trilogy, probably a hundred times. <laughs> One of my least favorite characters is Arwen. Like, I, yeah, like, she's ugh. kind of useless. I'm not gonna lie. Liv Tyler in most movies is kind of like the love interest. I haven't seen Liv Tyler in anything but Lord Armageddon. Remember we watched the first Oh, right! Yeah, she literally is just a love interest okay. of Ben Affleck. Um, but yeah, same thing. <laughs> that's that's <I'm> good. <laughs> That's all you need to know about that movie. Yeah. So, um, that happens. They go to Helm's Deep. Basically, at this point, uh, the elves also show up to help them at Helm's Deep because the, you know, an alliance of men and elves. And then, honestly, probably the best action sequence in the entire hexology. I don't know if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> but out of all of the saga... Yeah. It is by far the best. Well, the Battle of Helm's Deep. Ba the Battle of Helm's Deep is the best battle sequence. Yeah, the so Just they know them. the Urukai um, army is coming. Yeah. So they they take up arms. Farmers, young boys, whoever can fight takes up arms, and they're training these you know peasants and civilians to fight against because they don't have enough men. And Theoden seems like he he knows this is going to be the last stand of, yeah. of Rohan. And um, there is word being sent from Rivendell. So the elves arrive. R elves of Rivendell come to aid um, the people of Helm's Deep or the people of Rohan there. Yeah. And Aragorn, you know, he meets his old crew from Rivendell, his, old, his boy. And so they're reinforced by the elves. Then the sickest sequence in basically all of Lord of the Rings. Hands down. Yeah, it's the best. I mean, I mean, Gondor was sick. No, 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 no. But like, no, no. if there this was one the... scene that I have to show to someone, like Wait, this, it is, it is probably like if you're gonna show the whole sequence and everything in it, it is the Western fantasy battle sequence. It, yeah, it is just... the best. And there's not even like stupid like, oh, I use my magic power to. Ex no. You know, it's like okay, these ugly guys are gonna fight these humans. You know. Yeah, and elves. And then so basically, what happens is is they fight along the wall. The battle's going well in the humans' favor, but eventually they board the walls and then also they deploy i guess the first bombs anyone yeah see, yeah and blow learn, up part gunpowder is discovered essentially yeah. they blow up a massive part of the wall the wall that has never been breached yeah and basically again awesome battle sequence massive scale it looks incredible 
all is lost. Sequences go on. They get all- pushed farther and farther yeah. back until they're finally back and the keeps hold in the caves. Yeah, there's maybe 20 soldiers left. 20, Everyone else yeah. is dead or the, and the women and children are in the mountain yeah. trying to figure out a way how to escape. Yeah. And um and Theoden thinks everything is lost. He's like um you know, what are we going to do? This is how my kingdom ends. Yeah. Right? It's- and then Aragorn sees the light. He remembers what Gandalf says, on the light of the second day, look yeah. to the east. And right? then he says to King Theoden, and he says, if you're going to die, at least die in a way that will be remembered. Yeah. And Which they, is an awesome scene. They break through the, the door. <laughs> they mount up on horses inside the cave, run right out at them. Push and then the Gimli the is like just blowing the horn for some reason. Yeah. First, of all, how did, first of all, I don't understand how Gimli gets up there, blows the horn, <laughs> somehow ends up down in the battle. And, but Forget about that. But still, still great. They have a great sequence. They push out of the fortress on their horse, killing as many people as possible. Yeah, and there's only 20 on of them the against an army of 10,000. Then, then, Carl Urban with the sun behind him and Gandalf. And the, the army of um, the mounted soldiers of Rohan return to their kingdom. And probably one of the best shots in the entire franchise where they the where horse, they come down yeah, the and clash they of the mountains. gandalf blinds them with his yeah, you know the, the, the his light yeah and then they clash and then it ends and it is a great a great battle scene oh people so are good. saved the people of rohan are cinematography yeah. is incredible um yeah and that's kind of how oh now we have to talk about the ends Oh yeah. So as that's happening, we're, we're kind of jumping off a plot line. Plot Wait, line was here. that in the third or the? F- oh no, no beginning movie. of the third, they meet with him. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. So they this, meet at the like they go to Isengard after like they bust everything. Yeah, up, right. But basically, yeah. what happens is is at the same time. So as this is going on, Pippin and Mary are kind of with the Ents named Treebeard, and what happens is is they come to the determination that the Ents are like we're not going to get involved because this is a war between men. Yeah. And what happens is, is so like we're going to take the Hobbits back to the Shire, and then they're like okay. And then one of them, Pippin, I want to say, says... No, it was Mary. It was Mary says, can you take us around south? It'll be like, the the best place to hide will be right at Isengard, where Sauron won't find us. He's like, he would never, he wouldn't expect it. So the trigger's know? like, okay, that makes sense. And so what happens is, is they show up, and no one's obviously been there in quite a while. And Treebeard comes out, and he sees they've stripped and uh, destroyed most of the forest. And Treebeard and the Ents lose it. They, yeah, they're basically like this is the final straw, Saruman. We're if we are to die in battle, that's like a, a reoccurring theme yeah. in um, the second movie. It's if we're to die, then we might as well die in battle. You know, yeah. this is the final march of the ants. So he calls like whatever t- thirty ants that are left. No, there's, yeah, like the thirty or fifty ants, and they all come out and just and they what they do is is they <laughs> literally they go in just start destroying these like fire mine pits. And one of them rips down a dam and floods the entire uh, courtyard and all the mines beneath them, killing all the orcs. Yeah, all the whole, all the army with um with all the um, you know armor and yeah leftover orcs and stuff just wrecks them. Christopher Lee at this point is giving up. Yeah, Christopher Lee's like, I'm gonna stay up in my tower. <laughs> I'm gonna stay here. And also, Grima Wormtongue is betrayed, and he he has left Rohan. We forgot to mention that. Oh, but yeah. Well, yeah, he's with Saruman. He's like, I was with him the other time. So, again, another banger. And then Frodo and Samwise, they're kind of on their own. And you don't really know what's going on that much throughout yeah. the second movie. Like, you well, see them going through... Do we want to just 
move on to Return of the King, talk about what's going on there, and then double back. Oh, but to the no, photo. no, don't they meet Gollum in the second movie? They meet Gollum in the second movie about halfway through. Oh wait, we for, okay, so we should okay, we should we should we're gonna double back a little bit. Um, so this is yeah. the main storyline in the second movie. This is yeah, the, the, okay. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. So the movie kind of goes on here. After the it's first, less about Frodo. The, it's less about Frodo and the Hobbits, and it, it's not that they're a B plot as much. It's just that their kind of time in the movie is. It's a lot slower pace. It's a lot slower pace, less time spent with them, and they really don't come together with the main plot again until like the last yeah. hour of Return of the King. Yeah. Which, so, by the way, the extended cut for that movie is four hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, it's great. You gotta watch it. It's a two-parter, guys. <laughs> it's a multi-day event. <laughs> so, so as all these things are happening, you know. Can we go on break for a second? I gotta just take this real quick. We'll, yeah. we'll take a quick break, guys, and we'll come all back. Right, and we'll talk about it. All right, guys, welcome back. We're coming back from the break. Where were we? We were talking about the second movie, and we're basically giving an update on Frodo and Sam. So, Frodo and Sam, they're kind of doing their own thing right now. Um, you know, they've separated yeah. from the main troop. Not really a lot happens with this movie. They meet... So, there's a couple main plot points out with them. The, yeah, the most important thing is that they meet Gollum. Gollum or Smeagol. And yeah. basically what happens is, is Smeagol, at one point held the ring right and he held it for hundreds of years i want to say right yeah and so he is very attached to it and you can tell he's trying to kill them betray them but smeagol's split personality of the side that wants the ring yeah basically we, i think it's yeah. between smeagol is a good side and, and gollum. gollum is the evil side essentially yeah. he's bipolar basically yeah. so smeagol at one point fully trusts frodo as as a friend yeah they meet where do they meet him again they, they meet him in uh oh no they've been smeagol's been tracking him for a long time yeah. but they because eventually smeagol, oh, it's actually worth noting smeagol's the one who told nazgul where to find the ring because oh yeah he was the out of all the people who know where the ring was he was the only person who actually knew bilbo baggins's name and where he lived yeah so he basically incited everything yeah so Smeagol is tracking him, he finds them, and then he wants to kill them, but basically, uh, they're lost in the mountains, and Smeagol, in exchange, just to help them, and he's gonna try and kill them at one point, but, you know, at this point he's trying to kill them. Yeah. Uh, he says, I'll guide you to Mordor. Just yeah. Just don't kill me. Basically, yeah. So, they take him, he takes him out of the path they're stuck on, and at this point Frodo kind of connects with Smeagol, as Smeagol, not Gollum, and for the first time in his life ever since being corrupted by the ring... Smeagol actually is just Smeagol. Yeah, he's no longer... He casts Gollum, basically his evil side, out. Because yeah, he feels like, I have to help Mr. Frodo, yeah. you know? I don't need you anymore. Yeah. Because he has Frodo. So what happens is, is this goes on for a while. Things are going well with them. The, Sam Sam doesn't trust Smeagol. Um, yeah, Sam's uh, he's always very mindful of this kind of yeah. stuff. Because his whole job is to protect Frodo. That's yeah. what he was entrusted to yeah. as... Um, as Gandalf gave, that was a task Gandalf gave him. Was it? Don't let anything happen to Mr. Frodo. Basically. So, this happens, um, and eventually, um, they are getting pretty close to Mordor. They pass the city of Gondor. They pass Mir. Uh, they pass Minas Tirith, and yep. they pass part of most of Gondor. And they before. reach the Black Gate. They reach the Black Gate, which is, which is, it's kind of insane how they reach that point so quickly. Um. But, oh, but this, is this when they go through the marsh? No, no they, pass the, they pass the marsh and then get to the Black Gate. Yeah, so they, they end up to the Black, the Black Gate really quick in the second movie. Yeah. Um, which is weird because it takes them a long time. The after. marsh is only one scene. Yeah, which is, is it that scene? Is it that movie or is it, I think it's in the third no, one, No, it's right? the second movie. 
And they um, just do it really quickly. They have one yeah. scene where they're actually going through the marsh, and they have one scene where they're resting in the marsh, and that's it. Yeah, basically, they're trying to they use those scenes to you know obviously help move the story forward, and also give you character development. Yeah, character development of mostly Smeagol. Because you don't know, you think it's some like mm -hmm. random raggedy creature yeah. that's coming to the take the ring. Well, and he saves, yeah, he saves Frodo from spirits. whatever spirits in the dead spirits from the ancient battle. So, the big thing is, is that we're introduced to is we're introduced to the second city of uh, man, uh, Gondor. Um, the captain, yeah. who we later learn is Boromir's brother, finds them and thinks they're orc spies. So he captures them with uh, yeah. he captures Sam and Frodo, and basically. Is interrogating them. Yeah. He's interrogating them. Uh, yeah, he he finds mean. out that um, Frodo has the ring, and he wants to take it to get, have the strength to protect his city. But Frodo basically and Sam convince him not to take it after he realizes the ring is starting to take hold of him mm -hmm. when they're in the cave. But the big thing that really is the big change here is Frodo kind of betrays Smeagol. Um, yeah, he says, "Come on, Smeagol, just come. Um, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna get out of here. We're gonna give you some food." And then Smeagol's captured by the humans. the humans once again. So he betrays him, and this is where evil Smeagol, or this is where Gollum comes back. And for the first time, Smeagol and Gollum are in agreement that they're going to kill Frodo and take the ring. They're like, this guy betrayed us. How, what are we going to do? And this is all going on with the whole Rohan thing at the same yeah. time, which is actually... It's, it's so much going on. So much going on. That's why we had to even and separate the this two part. And yeah, and the ants too. What the hell? And then... Um, so... Yeah, so then the um this this happens and then yeah kind of, basically yeah. um realize he hear they get word that oskiliath the, yeah, the city on the river yeah city on the river in front of mordor basically is being is under attack in between mordor right. and uh Mir Tirith. yeah and so since they're very you know they're obviously very close they're close to the black gate they left the black gate in the yeah. forest nearby he Yes, he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna take you there. You know I, we, we can't just let you go. Yeah. So he takes them there, and then what happens is is the Nazgul eventually in, uh, are leading the assault, and they almost take the ring from Frodo for the first time. And yeah, he there's kind a of, huge battle. Yeah, um, great action sequence again. Yeah, the orcs infiltrate Osgiliath in the nighttime, silently coming with legions of orcs on on the ships. No, no, that's the third movie. Oh, that, is that the is, beginning of the... Oh, there is under siege in the in the third yeah, one. They're like, under siege in the second one. It's just under attack. Yeah, yeah. There's just like... Yeah, it's just like constant war yeah. going on there. Sorry. So, yeah. what happens is is, is he kind of... Uh, Faramir kind of realizes like... The ring is just a dangerous force. And if we keep it here, Sauron will get it and win. He's like, it destroyed your brother. Yeah, it destroyed your brother. That's what Sam says to him. And so, he says, let them go. And just let them go. Let them go free. Yeah. And so one of his captains is like, you know, you're realizing you're forsaking your oath and you're betraying the king. And he's like, it's, he's like, this is more important. Yep. So they go off back onto Mordor. At this point, Smeagol is going to kill them, but he's making it look like he's yep. going to help them. Yeah. So then, and then the movie ends. They're going to the forest towards Mordor. And yeah. you see the thunder um, above the... Um, Volcano. Yeah. And that's the end of the second movie. Um, Overall thoughts? Overall thoughts? I mean, the second movie is great. The second movie may be better than the first, and it may be my favorite in the trilogy. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Return of the King is great, and Fellowship is great. I just think that that second movie... I mean, just for Helm's Deep alone. Helm's, again, arguably the greatest like Western fantasy battle of all time. It's, arguably. yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, you can call it, like, people like Death to disregard it. But I feel like... Lord of the Rings, you can't, you kind of forget it's a fantasy movie. Yeah, you you it just seems like a medieval war film. You know? I know, 
it's it's the one thing I think they understood what they were making of medieval fantasy movie, and I just really think again it is it is just perfect like every aspect. Yeah, of I it. don't know if there's any faults in it. I don't. Really. I don't know. Like I think out of all the movies, it is probably the one that I think has the least wrong with it. Like I think it's literally maybe close to perfect movie. Yeah, and you know, I mean, obviously you have to like that medieval sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And even if you honestly like, if, if you like Braveheart, movie, yeah. like you'll like Lord of the Rings. I mean, like, if you're in the mood for a medieval fantasy movie, I think this is the medieval fantasy movie. Yeah, I mean, how many movies have copied this sort of vibe after, like yeah. orcs, elves, things that are in mythol in you know English mythology for so so long? Uh, I mean, yeah. So that was a hard act to follow, to say the least. Return of the King somehow does it. Yeah, I mean... It's another... <laughs> every movie is good. Like, yeah. it's... Every movie is on the top 100 movies of all time on its own. Yeah, it's... It's just, again, incredible. I think, actually, after we finish this movie, I do want to have some double back and talk about thoughts and certain plot lines and just what you think of them, but uh-huh. for now. Kind of blitzing through the plot and our initial impressions. Uh, Return so, of the third King. third movie, yeah. We'll start again with the Aragorn... Well, it kind of... It's really just the Aragorn storyline of this movie. Yeah, so the story really transitions. The, the, the first movie is really... It's focused on all the characters in one singular storyline. The third, the second one branches out into kind of three storylines, and the second and the third one kind of convenes into two with Aragorn and the Hobbits, yeah. and then um, Frodo and Gollum and Frodo, Smeagol, and um, Sam. Yeah. So it starts off. The um, we'll talk about Aragorn first, I'm assuming. Yeah. So yeah, Aragorn, Aragorn, and uh, the gang. You know, Aragorn, gang, Rohan, King of Rohan, Theoden, Aramir. They all go to. Um, they travel to. Isengard, right? Because yeah. that's that's where they know the um, Sauron is. Yeah, and they think that you know they're the th- the guys are there, the little guys, Merry and Pippin. They arrive there to see it flooded and completely destroyed, destroyed by the Ents, yeah. and you know, little Merry and Pippin are smoking some hogweed and eating all the uh, apples and stuff. Yeah, they're enjoying themselves, and then basically Saruman is uh, he's holed up in the tower. Yeah. And he comes out and he's like, uh, Gandalf, you're weak, or whatever. That's and the extended cut. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and oh, normal, they don't say that. They don't. Okay, yeah. So basically, in the, the extended normal, yeah. they just cut that part out, which is kind of like it doesn't really. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's gone. But. Yeah, Saruman gets wrecked, basically. He gets betrayed by. So, that's not, Gr- yeah, Grima Wormtongue betrays him, stabs not, him in the back. That's not the, the normal cut either. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I know. I I know. know. <laughs> I'm just describing it for people. So, yeah, basically. They have a little conversation. Gandalf's basically saying, you suck, you're weak. He busts up his staff. Um, Grima stabs him in the back. Legolas is like, Gimli's like, just shoot him, right? (laughs) And then Legolas just shoots Grima by accident instead of Saruman. Then the most, one of the most gruesome scenes in the movie, probably. Saruman falls to his death after being stabbed. Lands on a spike. Dead sense. Probably like the most unnecessary violence. I need to go back and watch the extended cut now, Sajin. I just need to go watch it. There's, just, there's a rotating spike. Lands right up. Boom. And then slowly falls into the water, which is, you know, good filmmaking. And... Why did they cut that out? I don't know. They needed to shorten it, man. So f- it was three and a half hours. No, 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 no. It was two hours and 59 minutes. They could have put an extra three True, minutes. true, true. And yeah, so they have that. God. And then... The Palantir escapes from his, um, from his robe into the water, and Pippin finds it. Yeah. Pippin, has, and this is where you learn more about Pippin. He has an odd relationship with this sphere. 
Gandalf has a closer relationship with Pippin, even though you know he just seems annoyed by him the entire time. Yeah, takes it from him. He's like, you shouldn't be holding this. Basically, it's basically how Sauron can see. It's one of the methods of the eye of Sauron's vision. Yeah. Then, so then they travel back to Rohan. Rohan. Yeah, and this is where basically everyone gets together in Rohan. They have a nice party. Um, yeah, after they've you know survived Helm's Deep and they pour one out yeah. for the those you know who've um, lost their lives and stuff. So. At this point in the night, though, the big thing is Pippin grabs... I'll call it the Eye of Sauron. I know it's not the actual Eye of Sauron. Palantir is the like but It's the Eye of Sauron. Yeah, basically. He grabs the Eye of Sauron. He's and enchanted Saur by yeah, it, basically. Sauron's eye, like, merges with him for a second. And <laughs> that was like the ball just catches on fire. Yeah. So he <laughs> sees what Sauron sees, and Sauron tries to probe him for questions. Basically, Sauron thinks now that Pippin is the hobbit who has the ring... Yeah. And he sees that Sauron is planning to attack Minas Tirith once and for all. He sees the t the, the um, white tree burning. Yeah, the white tree burning with the city around it on yeah. fire as well. And then Gandalf realizes that Pippin is seeing the truth. What yeah. will happen in the future if Sauron's unstopped? So he and, takes Pippin, yeah. and they go to Minas Tirith. And then, because Rohan refuses to help Minas Tirith, he said there was no help when we were held up at Helm's Deep from yeah. Gondor. So we're not going to help them, yeah. essentially. And then, yeah. then Gandalf's like, "You're a fool." Gandalf <laughs> calls a lot of people fools. In this He's movie. like, "You're a fool." Uh, whatever old man voice he does, yeah, and he dips with Pippin, and they separate. And then Pippin goes with him. Merry stays back in Rohan, becomes friends with Erwin, uh, whatever her name is. Or, they, they had, their names are too similar. Yeah, no, it's who cares. Uh, the few female B plot. Characters. B plot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. So that happens. Great. Again, all of this perfectly shot. Like throughout the whole thing, it's just, it's so good. It's, it's so wonderful. good. Um, so they have this whole sequence. They go through. The big thing is though, is yeah. we find out. Are you checking the? Yeah, I'm just making sure. We good? Yeah, we're good. Keep all right. So basically, what happens is, are we recording? Yeah. Okay. So the stu So basically, what we find out is, is when we get there. Boromir's father and uh, whatever the captain's oh, father, Aramir. Uh, no, Aramir? no, sorry, Denethor. Denethor is a no, no. What's the the, the captain's name? The long hair Boromir's brother's name? Faramir. Faramir. Yeah. His father is the steward of Gondor, holding the throne. Denethor. Yeah. Denethor in place of the king, but he doesn't want to let go of his power, as we find out. So, a couple plot lines, a couple things are just happening at the same time. We can gloss over them yeah the yeah it's kind of hard to explain yeah. like everything at the same time the main plot line is basically frodo and sam and smeagol yeah. are getting closer and closer to yeah. mordor um yeah and then and then and then aragorn and the and the crew are all at sorry aragorn and them are at rohan and you don't really you forget about them for a bit yeah. there's a cool sequence though we do need to talk about the lighting the beacons yeah yeah so basically denethor refuses to acknowledge gandalf's threat mm -hmm. or not threat heed of um warning warning that there's saurons at your doorstep and he will destroy yeah he will destroy your people and denethor is just he's just mad himself yeah um he's already a little on edge and he, he kind of you see the relationship between between him and faramir he basically loved one son more he's, he wished that faramir had died instead of boromir you know daddy issues what time do you need to leave um it's fine. It's fine. Okay, thank you. I just want to make sure that we're not pushing you too far. Here. Yeah, Sorry. we'll get her done. We'll get her. We'll done. get this mission. Okay. Um, Do yeah, me, I can quickly bless the rest of this if you want. Yeah, basically, and then they cut out a scene where the in the extended version they have a scene where you learn more about relationship between Faramir and Boromir. Basically, you know, favorite son. Yeah, favorite son, big brother, 
um, little brother relationship. Yeah. So, he's like, so he sends Gandalf away, and then Gandalf's like, hey, Pippin, I have a job for you. You must light the beacon to signal for them to call for... Gondor calls for aid. Yeah. So, in a great sequence, he climbs, lights the beacon, and you see all the other beacons across uh, Middle-earth are lit up. And then eventually, the beacon at Rohan is lit. And yeah. there's a great scene where the where the Theoden... Um, yeah. And you think he's going to say no. Well, you don't think he's going to say no. But he says, Gondor is calling for aid, and Rohan will answer the call. And yeah. basically... They marshal all of Rohan's forces. And, and they call all forces from neighboring kingdoms yeah. to march towards Gondor to aid them in the battle. Final battle, essentially. The battle for Middle-earth. Yeah. So, um, they grab all their stuff. And then what happens is, is while they're gone, uh, Elrond, Hugo Weaving, comes to uh, uh, Aragorn and says, I've reforged the sword. The Narsil. Yeah, yeah. Narsil is the name of the... Yeah. The, the one that cut the finger off Sauron's hand. Yeah, and Isildur. And so what happens is, is Aragorn realizing that they don't have the numbers to beat his army. He goes to collect a debt uh, from the mountain men of the north uh, that yeah. they made. Uh, Which was fun. It was a funny scene, too. Yeah. With Gimli, you know. <laughs> Not for sure. <laughs> I'm never going to hear the end. The dwarf will go underground in a place in Elf. Well. <laughs> uh, so basically, he goes and collects the army of the dead. In an awesome sequence again. Yeah. And he calls in the favor, so that happens. Yeah, and they infiltrate these. And we also learn later, like in the movie, that there is not just orcs coming from Mordor. There is evil men from the north with the south and the savage lands. Yes, yeah. and like all these pirate, like all the bad guys are banding together yeah. essentially too. So we get all that sequence, but the main thing we see is as Gondor is falling completely. Yeah, things it's... are falling apart. Gandor, Gandalf is taking control of the military. Yeah, Denethor is like going mad. He just sla basically just bitch slaps Denethor with his <laughs> staff. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, "All right, uh, let's let's actually prepare for battle because we know what's coming." So they, he goes and fights a Gondor again. An incredible action sequence. Another great siege battle. Not as good as Helm's Deep, but still yeah, a great siege yeah, battle. Yeah, yeah, because Minas Tirith is on a grander scale. It's a yeah. bigger. It's hard to fortress. have a, that scale. It's hard to match it. Yeah. So, in the extended version, the movie cuts halfway through when. All the orcs from Mordor have... They've passed Askeliath, basically. They drive... Oh, that was... Okay, that's probably my favorite... Second favorite scene in the entire movie. Oh. Is when the... Um, when Faramir retreats. And he comes back. And then basically he said, You should go die anyway. Like, I don't care about you. And then he goes to reclaim Askeliath. Yeah. Oh. And then oh. Denethor is eating and Pippin is... He's forcing Pippin to sing him a song. Yeah. And as you see him... One... Cry. It's a one, Maybe Ooh. the best scene in the third movie. Oh. So good. Dude, Denethor basically is eating and it's an allegory to the... All the soldiers that are going to their, their knowing deaths yeah. to go and reclaim Askeliath. Basically because Faramir has nothing left to live for. He goes with his small troops um, that he has with yeah. him, and they go to reclaim Askeliath, knowing that they will die in the process. It just cuts to black, too. There's not even a Yeah, you don't even see any of them die. You just see Faramir return as the only um, survivor. Well, no, he, well, he's not even a survivor. He's, well, he's, he's being dragged by his horse. horse. Yeah, we don't know if he's alive or dead. He's, yeah. Most people think he's dead. And then the army, the orc army, decides to, this is our time, let's bring our whole crew out. The whole squad showed up. The whole squad showed up. Uh, they show up. A great again. Great battle sequence happens, and then when all is lost, 
uh, Rohan shows up. Because uh, Rohan is just the most badass. Rohan's just great. They show up, but the riders just start slaughtering the orc army. And yeah, the from infantry. the other side. Gondor's basically almost fallen at this point, yeah. and yeah, they save the day. Until... The Savage Men and their elephants show up. The boys show up. The Oliphants, as... The Oliphants. As Samwise Gamgee says. Yeah, the Oliphants show up, with the, and the men start fighting. Go, uh, Rohan is starting to fall apart and lose. Yeah, the I mean, yeah, it's a and giant then, elephant. Then, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then Aragorn yeah. shows up with the Army of the Dead, and the Army of the Dead just comes in and slaughters everyone. They're like, yeah, let's just wreck all these guys, you know? Just kills everyone. And what happens is, is there's a great scene. Oh, we should talk about the Witch King. Oh, oh my god, dude. Okay, so... We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll no, but the ba- the battle is such a long part of the movie. It's, it's like the center of the yeah. movie, maybe 45, 50 minutes of the movie is just yeah. that battle. Oh. And then Gondor is being sieged. You, you have a character development within the battle. You see oh. people just being destroyed. Oh. Hope is lost. And then the army when Rohan appears, the Witch King is just wrecking everyone yeah, too. Yeah, it's Wyvern or whatever. Yeah, the whatever. It's not Wyvern. Is it Wyvern? Something like that. It's a Wyvern. It's not a dragon, but it's Wyvern. Some okay. some creature that he rides, yeah. some massive dragon serpent creature, and basically wrecking everyone. And then Theoden comes in. He gets destroyed by um, by the Witch King, and then his his um, nice. aunt. Or niece. his aunt, his niece. His niece shows up. The, the Witch King says, "If you, you you can't beat me, no man can. There's no man who can beat me." And then basically, she smuggles herself and yeah. Mary onto the battlefield because women yeah. are allowed to fight, right? Yeah. So he, so he says that, and then she says, "Well, I'm not a man." And, and then Mary jumps up and shanks him in the back of the leg, and and then she stabs him in the face <laughs> with and, his sword. With her sword, and he just goes. <laughs> just, just explodes, <laughs> which is awesome. I mean, that's uh, the only purpose that she was there for. Like, let's. But be, it was awesome. It was so. It was so good. <laughs> so you know, good. women power, girl power. I guess. Still, I don't. I, I, it was awesome. It was a great. Great scene. scene. Great scene. It was a great scene. And uh, what happens is Theoden is dead. Theoden he, he's dies. killed, and he basically it's all sad. You know, aftermath of all these people dead. Yeah. She's now the leader of, of Rohan. Yeah. Um. And now then. Then we move on to Frodo. Frodo and Sam. Oh. They've, they're continuing their journey. Smeagol is slowly, Gandhi. slowly becoming more and more suspicious to Sam. And the character moment. Oh, oh character development is great. It's so, like the switch. Yeah. Basically, Frodo is getting more and more corrupted by the ring. And he starts blooming Smeagol over Sam. They eventually reach, of, they reach Minas Morgoth, which is... Or Minas Morgul, which is the home of um, the Nazgul, basically. Yeah. And they set up the signal to send the army towards Gondor. And then they're like, we can't get in. There's I only know one path, right? There is only one path. Yeah. And Gollum takes them up this path into these depths of the mountain where, um, where a, a giant spider basically lays in wait. And... Yeah. Smeagol's basically like, I'm gonna let these guys get killed, I'm gonna take the ring, it'll all be great. So, basically, it's also worth noting that at some point, Frodo and Sam get into a fight because the ring is starting to take hold of him, and Smeagol convinces Frodo that Sam is going to betray him, Yeah. and they get into a fight, so Sam leaves for a little bit, they go into the to the cave, uh, the spider tries to kill Frodo, eventually Frodo escapes. Yeah, and Gollum little... betrays, yeah. betrays Frodo. And we all think Gollum's dead as he's thrown off a cliff. And then the spider basically stabs Frodo and paralyzes him. And wraps him up. Yeah, but 
Sam comes to the rescue. Sam becomes a badass in the third movie. Bro, Sam is like... He has such good character development. He's like some timid guy in the first movie. <sighs> Second movie, he gets more personality than the last one. He's like, I do everything. Yeah. Frodo does nothing. Basically. Yeah, he's Elijah Wood. And like, I guess the, I guess the point of the character, but Frodo's kind of a he's Frodo's, pretty weak character. He's a kind of a pain in the ass too in the third movie. But yeah. in the in the third movie, Sam is the goat. Like Sam's just great. He's a he's a friend you ever you you've always wanted. He's the real basically. one. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So basically, they do that. Sam. Uh, the orcs eventually find Frodo's body and capture him, but at this point, Sam takes the ring so the orcs don't get it. Yeah. And then what happens is, uh, the orcs take Frodo to their tower. That's a good scene, too. They it's get, hilarious. And, and, and uh, you know, expert instigators that they are, they get into a fight, and the orcs literally empty the tower and slaughter all of each other. Just kill each other. Yeah, everyone just killed. They're just killing orcs, and the orcai just go nuts on each other. And then Sam is like... This is my time. Sam yeah. sneaks into the tower to rescue Frodo after being captured. And again, Sam just goes nuts and kills like four orcs at once and a four on one. Yeah, and he does like double sword action. And yeah, and he rescues Frodo and basically he gives Frodo the ring. And there's a really tense moment where Frodo snatches the ring from him because he's like, this is my burden to carry. Because the ring has taken over him. Yeah. Um, as he gets closer to Mordor, he basically just yeah becomes controlled by it. And so what happens is, is they get their orc gear on, and then they get, they actually get to Mordor. And yeah, they see and they the planes of Gorgoth, yeah. and there's orcs everywhere. Again, they, wonderfully shot, everything's perfect. Thousands and thousands of orcs. Like, and this is after the battle of Minas Tirith, so yeah. everything's in disarray. They don't know what's going on, essentially. So, yeah. At this point, though, because I want to say... Oh yeah, the captain, uh, Faramir tells everyone he met Frodo and that he's alive with the ring. Yeah. And then so Gandalf says to everyone when they cross over more, he's like, Frodo and Sam have left my sight. And he said they're going into Mordor. And at this point, Aragorn says to everyone, he says, so the only way they're going to get through to Mordor is the volcano, to Mount Doom, is if we call out Sauron's army. Yeah, there's no way they'll get there. So, So we have to distract them. So... All of the ar- the All shattered army of man goes out to the Black Gate and challenges Sauron's thousands of orcs to battle, and in a scene, it is again incredible. So they have a great fight where Aragorn finally becomes the king, effectively. Yeah, he fulfills his destiny as the king. Oh, such a good scene! It just and perfectly just like, wrecks every. I mean, they're like just like they're going nuts, and then it seems dire. The eagles show up and help for the first time in the trail. Well, I guess they were in, they help Gandalf. The yeah, yeah. But they have that moment, and, and then, then yeah, then the scene with Frodo and Samwise of, on the side of the mountain where Frodo. Okay, so at this point they're near a volcano, out of food, out of water, and Frodo collapses and basically like I can't do it anymore. And Sam says, "Look, I may not want the ring, but I promised I would get you there." And yeah. he says, "If I, if you can't climb yourself, then I will carry you there." And he grabs Frodo. Fireman carries him up, up the a side mountain. of Mordor, uh, up a volcano, up, up side of Mountain Doom. And it, it's oh, such a good scene. And then guess who shows up? Gollum shows back. Gollum's up. like, "I'm back, baby." Gollum tries to kill Sam as Frodo finally enters Mountain Doom in the forge, and Sam catches up with them. And there's a, again, this is probably one of the best scenes in the trilogy, if not the best scene in the trilogy, where Elijah Wood, uh, he's about to throw it in, and he's like, the ring is mine, and puts the ring on. And he, just like Isildur, just like Isildur. fulfills the prophecy of Isildur's bane, becomes yeah. too enchanted by the ring, to and, yeah. 
And what happens is, is so we all think hope is, you know, you're supposed to think hope is lost. And Gollum and his greed and avarice bites off Frodo's finger while he's invisible because he sees where he is, grabs the ring, and then I want to say there's a whole scene where he's looking at it and then we all think Gollum's like, he's got the ring. Like, it's over. Yeah. And Frodo runs over. I want to say it's Frodo or Sam pushes Gollum into yeah, the... Yeah, Frodo light. grabs him and he, they, they, they both fall off. Oh, and you think fall they've off. both fallen. And oh, then Sam it, saves him. And then Sam finally saves Frodo. He trusts him once again. Yeah. And, and then you see Gollum fall into the, the lava. He's happy that he finally has the ring. But he melts. Yeah, he dies of greed, right? That's the whole point of yeah. it. The ring brings damnation to all who hold it. Um, Sauron's destroyed. The Black Tower crumbles. The orc army falls to pieces because there's a massive sinkhole now that Sauron's dead. Yeah, like Mordor just gets destroyed. Like, I guess. Falls. That, that I, part, I was like, what? That why part, that? that felt like more I was like, like what? Sex <laughs> yeah, I was like, why did that happen? But, oh, whatever, you know. Uh, so, they, that happens, and then everything is, the world is saved. The Fellowship meets back up. They have their final sequences talking. And the Aragorn big, becomes king. Aragorn does become king. But the big moment I think we need to talk about is everyone who's ever been touched by one of the rings, lesser or the ring, is then sent off to the elven after effectively afterlife right yeah to valinor that's like that's basically where all the men elves that's where they go to um to be free of this like tyranny on middle earth middle earth is where all the problems are basically that's where all the elves were initially going to they knew there was a problem they're like we out yeah so basically what happens is is they go off and it's a great sequence where bilbo and all of them leave um very sad you know yeah, and lots, then, lots of fade in, fade outs. Lots of fade in, fade outs. Yeah, and then kind of I, we're skipping over a lot at the end here of like just kind of yeah. final plot wrap up stuff. But overall, it's kind of how it ends. Overall, I'm very glad I watched these movies. I know that's a lot of plot recap we just kind of did there, and I know yeah. we kind of talked about our opinions throughout it. But uh, I just want to briefly go over some plot lines. Which plot lines are your favorite out of all of them? I mean, I think I like Aragorn's. Aragorn's yeah. plot line is the sickest. It, it's it's like <sighs> it's really like the book is about. In the book, it's about Frodo. Yeah. But really, in the movies, it's more about men in general. Like, the race of men redeeming themselves after being the reason why the ring has survived all this all this time. The race of men is sick, you know? They're they're stricken with greed with any when it comes to anything, basically. They're weak. Yeah. And this is almost like the three-act, three-movie redemption arc of men. Yeah. Yeah. It's one... Th- thing though with the movie again why aragorn's story i think is better is frodo's story doesn't really start to pick up until the third movie yeah and it kind of feels really separate from the main plot yeah and i think the care most of the character development and work goes into the story of aragorn with uh, developing the relationship with um all the leaders of man coming together and that sense of unity that's not something really that the frodo story has frodo is more of like it's it's a lot simpler yeah. his story it's like i've this is my quest i have to i have to complete it you yeah. know it's also one thing is and also it doesn't help that all the aragorn story has all the cool battles in it too yeah i mean like how many battles can frodo be in you know like know. he's on his own with samwise yeah but the stuff with i will say the stuff with Gollum was really interesting there's some i andy circus in that movie does a great job with his acting so good and so all good. the stuff in frodo's scenes he's by far the best part of them like just far and away yeah not yeah. to say elijah wood and everyone else knows weren't good it was just that andy circus really stole the show with the scenes of Gollum debating with himself um yeah because really. it gives him he's not just some random creature he actually has some sort of development yeah no, in his character for sure 
Uh, just an incredible scene overall. And uh, I, I don't know. I just think that those plots were probably my favorite. I think Liv Tyler and the whole elf thing was really weak. When when you when you add... Well, it's not really... Like, in the book, I feel like it's not as emphasized. Yeah. They don't really talk about it as much. They're just like, oh, yeah, they get married. She's too separate from him and the movie, but they don't have enough scenes together to make yeah. it work and really sell yeah. it. Like, I mean, they had the first movie where they're like, oh, they meet up, remember when we first eh. met or whatever. It's like... We don't really give a shit about that. But that's the only thing, if I had to criticize one thing yeah. about it, it wasn't as cringy because it was like 10, maybe 1% of the entire trilogy. It's very little time, but it's just those scenes, they feel really out of place. Cause yeah, like, we're a, we're a wiser romance in this. I know. Yeah. It's not even that. It's like, I felt like the, uh, I felt like even in the movie, the chemistry between, um, I don't, again, I don't remember the girl's name for the, uh, the leader of Rohan. Yeah, yeah. I think the... She also has a very similar name to Arwen. Yeah, I know. Eowyn. It's literally... A I think it's Eowyn. Okay, a we'll, we'll say with Eowyn for now. Yeah. Like, Eowyn's chemistry with Vigo... Or with, um... Aragorn. Yeah. Hit, like, their chemistry on screen works so much, I think, more... Better. More realistic. Yeah, it's better. And they have more of a connection, I felt. Because you have... shown in the movie. Yeah. Because you don't know what's the actual relationship between Liv Tyler and Vigo. Like, yeah. you don't actually know... You just find out, okay, we were... We were, we were dating back in the day. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> and that's the big thing, is I felt like they really could have touched on that a little more and done some more work with that to really sell that, because it's one of those things at the end of the movie, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, this, I don't, she's married. I don't buy okay. this relationship with, <laughs> yeah. with Viggo Mortensen and uh, Liv Tyler. That's the thing. Yeah. That's it. That's uh, I thought that was the only weak part of the movie. Again, I thought all the other plot lines are great. Orlando Bloom... Um, and I don't know who plays Gimli, but they did a great job. Yeah. You know what's hilarious? Gimli's actually the tallest out of the entire group. He's actually 6'4 in real life. Really? Can you imagine that? Bro. Bro, talk about, like, amazing filmmaking. I know. Gandalf is actually, like, 5'9". <laughs> like, Gandalf and, uh, and, uh, Gandalf and Legolas are the same height. Every Most people are the same height. Even all the hobbits are the same height. It's, like, it's hilarious how, like... Talk about like the the angles that to raise the tables and stuff like yeah, just great movies overall. Phenomenal work overall. I think they did a great job. Yeah, I mean um, everything, the the set design, the landscape, the acting itself, the script, action sequences, the score, like oh. everything was great. That you got any favorite pieces out of all of them? I said the Kingdom pieces were good, but you got any other favorites? Um. I mean, yeah, obviously, all the Kingdom pieces are great. And I always love the Shire, because it's kind of like the base. And also, the Fellowship theme. Mm. There's, like, the whole theme just for the Fellowship. And the Ring itself, like, because the Fellowship and the Ring are intertwined. Um, so they always have, the, like, this certain theme that's playing when they're all together. But whenever the Ring is involved, it changes. And then they, all, they bring it in at the end, right? Whenever it's the Fellowship is kind of reunited. I think, do you have any, okay, if we're, if we're to rank all the movies, which order would you put them in? It's hard, man. It's so hard to rank them, though. Yeah, I think this, I think for me, personally, I really like the third one, but I think either the second, I think either Two Towers or The Fellowship's my favorite. I think. Yeah, I'd probably say the second one. If it was, yeah. for pure battle sequences, the best movie, the best one's the second one. Yeah. It's not like the other ones, also, the other ones aren't bad. They're just like the second one is just so good yeah. that it's just not as great as... yeah you're right i think the first one if you're interested more in the exploration in the world of middle earth 
Yeah. And the I think the first one's better for that. I think they did a better job with that. Just due to the fact that they go to so many more places. I think you just see meet many different types of people. And I think it helps yeah. that there's only one focused plot line. Yeah, there's like seventy five percent of the journey that they yeah. actually to reach Mordor is in the first movie. Yeah. And the thing is, is they spend so much time in that movie, again, going through meeting different people, and it's focused on the one core group, where things start to split off, kind of in the second movie. Yeah. But I think the second movie works really well, because I think all the plot lines are all really interesting. Yeah, on their own, like, in their own yeah. right, and they resulted at the same time, and they all push the, forward, push the story forward. Yeah. Like, it's really like this. Like, the story kind of goes like this. Like, the plot lines... They really diverge. They go like this, and then, eventually, they're all back here. Yeah. Which is really nice. Yeah. Great job. Great job. Great job, Peter Jackson. Great job, Peter Jackson. <laughs> Are you, have you seen the trailer for the show? No, I haven't seen it yet, actually. Okay, there's a trailer for the show you should you should watch at some point. Not today, but just at some point you should watch some it. Some point, yeah, yeah. It'll be good, I think. It's the taking place before the ring. So yeah. maybe we'll get the origin of Sauron. I mean, yeah. Bro, the origin of Sauron is sick in its own right. Have you Shadow of War? It goes a bit into that. It's not actually based off the books and stuff. But, um, yeah. So... Guys, that was our lengthy, lengthy discussion that I feel like Lord of the Rings deserved because it's a nine-hour, twelve-hour. It's actually twelve hours if you extend the cuts. Yeah, extend twenty-three minutes. I think we determined. So yeah, a twelve-hour movie trilogy. I think deserves a long episode. (laughs) Yeah, I think we did. This was an hour and a half episode at least. Yeah. Um. So you know, thank you guys for watching. Are we enjoying this on the two episodes, or what are we gonna do with this? I'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. So you know, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for watching, everyone. Yeah. If you enjoy this lengthy discussion on movies, you know we all me and beck love movies you know we love talking about this kind of stuff so if you want to see more of these kind of reviews and recaps our opinions on it just casual reviews of great films um you know let us know i'll post a poll for it um you know check out our instagram at the.waypodcast check out our website um check out you'll see our blog post up there and yeah, that's all for this week, guys. Thanks for watching. We should do a, next time a, a shorter movie so we have less time we spend on the recap and we're talking about the yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> there's yeah, a lot of content. Awesome. All right, guys, peace. See ya.